Welcome into The Journey Begins Here, a five-part podcast series brought to you by ECNZ and the incredible stories from our Vantage Black Sticks women. Today we speak to Hope Ralph about all things hockey, sleepovers as a child, tattoos and Tokyo. It's great to be able to talk to you. And you. And what is going to be a busy uh, next six months for you. How are you feeling? Very excited. Um... I am so excited to play a team other than Australia. Yeah, I bet. It's been a crazy couple of years, right? Um, When you sat down, I saw your tattoo that you've got. Can you share that with us and show us what it is? Uh, Yes, um, I got the Olympic rings. Um, I thought about it for a long time in lockdown and then um, Katie and Olivia finally got theirs. So I was like, yep, it's the time to get it. Um, It's the only tattoo I said I'd ever get. So it was pretty special. That must have been an incredible experience for you going over to Tokyo with this side. Yes, yeah, it was literally a dream. I was when I was over there. I was like, ah, it's like it was crazy, um, but pretty cool to to get to play with the players I idolised growing up. Yeah, it was probably the most special thing. We're going to get into the hockey um, in detail, but first we want to know a little bit more about you, where you grew up. Um, we've been told you're the most competitive in the team. <laughs> Who said that? Who do you think's the most competitive? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd probably play a part <laughs> in Holly Pearson. So. so is there plenty of competition between you two and the rest of the girls in the team? Yeah, we do get in some... Uh, it gets a bit heated at training sometimes, but I think that's a good thing. <laughs> There's a good vibe, right, because so many of you grew up playing together and you've come through the age grades together, so what's it like literally being in this environment with some of your really good friends? It's pretty good. Like, it's it's cool to know how each other play and strengths and weaknesses, and we just you just play off each other and are so connected. Even if we make a mistake, we, yeah, we just work hard to get it back and... It's really cool because we've come so far together, so it's cool that it's all paying off. And when you say so far, I mean, this is, what, almost two decades of some of you knowing each other. So tell us where it all began for you. You're a proud Taranaki girl. Yes, yep. So I grew up in Taranaki um, and I started playing hockey when I was four. Um, I used to... I got into it because my mum was a hockey player, so every half time when she'd be playing, I'd run on with my little hockey stick. Oh, cool! And at half time, I'd run, oh, I'd get carried off crying because I didn't want to get off the turf. And so, she um, she got me into a school in New Plymouth because obviously I wasn't at school. So she said, "Can I coach the team if my daughter can play?" And so that's how it kick-started. At so four years old, um, you were playing, well, you were at kindergarten yeah. and you were playing for a school side. Yeah. Yep. What do you remember from then? Do you remember much? I remember we won. It's <laughs> a great start. <laughs> we won the um, school age group, so that was a memory. Not much else other than that. <laughs> what else did you have going on um, in your upbringing? Was it always just sport? Pretty much. Um, Dad was an outdoor instructor. He ran an outdoor education centre. So I got to do a lot of cool outdoorsy activities as well as sport, which was pretty cool. Um, but I I knew hockey was my always my main sport because it was the one I enjoyed the most. But I played heaps of sports um, at school. What else did you play? 
Um, I did netball. I did basketball. That didn't go very well. (laughs) Um, I did some sevens in high school, and I also did skiing and snowboarding. Um, And then I did surf lifesaving and cricket. Wow, so you were busy. Yeah. How did you fit all of that in? Were these at different times? Um, Different seasons. So cricket was always in the summer and hockey was in the winter, so that was fine. Um, And then lifeguarding and stuff was in the summer. Yeah, of course. And um, snow sports as well. Is that something that you did competitively or is that something that you actually got to do for fun? Uh, Both. I did Taranaki Ski Champs um, for a couple of years and I also did it over at Mount Ruapehu. Um, But uh, it usually clashed the more the older I got. Hockey tournaments were usually around the same time so I couldn't um, go as much but that that was okay. Um, and in terms of the competitiveness, where do you think that came from? Was that driven um, through your parents, your mum being a hockey player? Did you have siblings? Where did the competitiveness come from? Definitely my mum. <laughs> we have an inside joke at home because um, even playing against little kids, my mum does not go easy. <laughs> so I think that's where I get it from. Um, and... Growing up, we are really close family friends. The Hurleys, they had three boys and one girl who's my age called Tyler. And so it was pretty competitive playing, going to their houses and playing lots of sports. And it was, you fight to the death. And if you lose, you don't hear the end of it. So That's probably served you well in this <laughs> yeah, environment, right? Yeah, yeah, it has. So, yeah, pretty cool um, upbringing. What was it like um, having your mum as your coach from such a young age? It was pretty good. Um, I, she did, she taught me a lot, which was cool and stuff that I still implement today. Um, and yeah, she did pull me into line a couple of times when I was younger as well, which was probably a good thing. Um, just needed to. Just because I was her daughter, she yeah. didn't... It's not always easy, you know, is it? I never got player of the day. Every other <laughs> kid got but me, but that was fine. Did you pull her into line about that? Because... No, it was, it was okay. <laughs> and what's your relationship like with her? Because, I mean, it can be difficult, right, having your parent as your coach, and not only for, like, one or two seasons, that like you two were together for a long time, weren't yeah. you? Um, yeah, it's, it's good really good um we have debates about stuff all the time which is good she came down to the turf with me on Saturday and it was quite funny (laughs) has she still got it she said she did (laughs) (laughs) no she she does (laughs) it's quite funny um we've heard Anna's side of the story that you two have known each other since kindergarten um she came around to your house for a sleepover I think when she was about 10 or 11 and um you needed someone for your team how do you remember that story yeah so we you got her into hockey yeah we needed a player and Anna had a sleepover and her mum would not let her play hockey she was like nope she's playing rugby and anyway she had a sleepover one day and then we roped her in to play (laughs) and she loved it and then I think the same weekend or the weekend after we took her to Taranaki under 11s and she made the team (laughs) my my mum was like to her well she's playing now she's made the team and that was it which was pretty cool 
Were you guys, had you been best friends or was there a group of you that were quite close? Um, Me, Anna and um, my friend Tyler were pretty inseparable um, during primary school. Do you think now, like when you look back at that, that it's pretty amazing that you two are here together wearing this black singlet? Yeah, it's it's so cool and it's cool because of all the stuff we've done behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. like... um, Outside of training hours, it's those things which show. And coming back from um, foot surgery this or last, end of last year, me and Anna are at the turf for hours and just working on the things we needed to work on, which was cool because we were always pushing each other. And it's cool to have someone else who's the same. Have you two had some challenging times as well? Because it's been a long time since, you know, you're like a, it's like a relationship, right? With the amount of times that you would have spent together. Yeah, yeah, no. Anna's pretty um, good in the sense of she's really good with people. Um, so she's probably the nicer side <laughs> of the two of us, which is good because we complement each other well. But we haven't had that many fights or arguments, I wouldn't think. Um, another one, Holly Pearson, who's obviously part of your, uh, the system, um, not playing at the moment, but she's another one that you came through the grades with. What is it about hockey and Taranaki? It's probably, I don't know, it's probably the standards that we drove together, if that makes sense. If we didn't have each other, I don't know if we would have got as far because mm-hmm. we were constantly pushing each other and the hockey wasn't, that great the older we got so we had to rely on each other which was cool and we got to train with Nipplemouth Boys High School um, which also pushed us but me and Holly is yes she is a really good runner as well so she pushed me with fitness which is cool and I just remember the hours we spent at the turf doing one-on-ones and it wasn't out until it was in the goal. It was a free hit or over the sideline. <laughs> so we probably looked like nutters, but uh, it's helped get us where we are. Was this through, throughout high school, are you talking? Yeah, yeah, um, which was quite funny. I think we had Christmas at the turf one day. Like, who does that? <laughs> Looking back, I don't know. <laughs> But that's why you're here yeah. now, because of these things, right? Like, people yeah. don't see the sacrifices. So what are... Can you tell us more about some of the sacrifices that all of you have made to be where you are now? Um, some of it doesn't necessarily feel like a sacrifice yeah. in the sense of it's this thing we love doing. So I think that helped. But um, probably through high school, I noticed it more when people would be telling me, oh, you never come out with us at the weekends, but it's like I had to drive at least three hours on a Sunday to training for Central, but I was willing to make those sacrifices. But, yeah, I knew uh, that's what it took to have to get to the top, I guess. When did you realise that the Black Sticks was the dream for you? I'd always known from a young age. I was talking to Dad about it the other day and... He goes, yeah, you always said you wanted to be a black stick or you were going to be a black stick. And, yeah, so quite a young age, to be honest. Um, That was my goal and something I loved doing. So, yeah. 
When did that dream start becoming a reality? When did you get the calls? When did you start getting the emails that you're part of the system now? I got brought into the... So I was in the development squad for a few years and that was pretty cool because I got the opportunity to train with the squad, which was pretty huge and pretty special. Um, And just being invited to the squad trainings made me realise what level I needed to be at if I wanted to get there. So I just kept pushing towards that Um, and using the players around me as well to learn and grow. And then 2020, yeah, I got to debut 1st of February, which was pretty cool. I got called in to play against Belgium. And then from then on, I played the rest of the Pro League games that year, which was pretty cool. But I played every game like it was my last, which was is something that I still take forward today. What do you remember from that first tournament? Um, the Probably the tempo, the yeah. speed of the game more than anything. Um, and just how onto it you have to be with your basics and um, pre-scanning and all those things. How much like um, do you learn being in an environment like this in a few years? Like if you look back at where you were then compared to where you are now, how much of a different player are you? Um, quite a bit different. I'm still the aggressive player that I used to be, but I just have to be a bit more composed at the higher level. Like you can't rush in as much, so I've probably grown more in that aspect. Um, and just probably... From a couple of years ago, I'd probably throw the ball away in more kind of 50-50 balls where I've really tried to work on just holding it a bit more and making a, a 100% pass. So yeah, We've talked to um, the other girls about their debut and you seem like a fairly um, measured person. The other ones have been a little <laughs> bit more emotional with their responses. But um, what do you remember about it? Who was there with you? I presume you had family watching you. What was it like? That your dream is became a reality that day. It was so cool. I was so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia Shannon had to take me out for a walk. I thank you for that, <laughs> just to ease the nerves. Um, but as soon as I stepped on, I think I was okay. You get the first touch, and then you're fine. Um, I had my dad, my sister, and my auntie Julie coming uh, that came up to watch. Um, Mum was in England, unfortunately, because my granddad passed away. But Sorry I got to, to debut on his birthday, which was pretty special. So that made it that bit more special, which was cool. What did your um, your dad, your auntie, what did they say to you? They were just proud and yeah. just like, you've, you, all your hard work's paid off. So it was, yeah. And what about um, when your mum did return from England? What was the first um, game that she saw you play for New Zealand? She would brought you right through, right? So it would have been a pretty special moment yeah. for her as well. I I think we had a pro league game in um, Christchurch against Argentina and that was, I think that was the first one. Yeah. That would have been a special moment for her, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tokyo Olympics, it gets pushed back a year. COVID, of course, was that a blessing for you? For me, yes, it was because I needed the extra year to grow and get better because I was kind of 
newer on the scene mm. than everyone else and that year just gave me a chance to get that much fitter, stronger and just develop all the things I needed to on the field. So for me, it was a good thing. What was the best thing about being at the Olympic Games? Like, you know, this is the Olympics. People watch this from when they're four years old. You're there. The, oh, there was a lot of highlights. What are the highlights? Um, I really loved playing with my mates yeah. and playing with all the girls, like I said earlier, that I idolised. It was pretty cool to to know that I was to know that I'd done it and got there. Um, to actually have a crack, my one goal was to not have any regrets when I left. And yeah, so my work rate was probably one of the things I worked on the most. And seeing the village was pretty cool. In the um, the food hall, <laughs> unlimited food, which was. Did you all make the most of that? I hope. Oh, yes. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Lots of lots of trips to the food hall. Um. It was gutting that we didn't get to mingle as much yeah. as we would have wanted to, but it was cool meeting some of the other athletes as well. Some of the other New Zealand athletes. Yeah. So who did you get to to be around? Who did you bond with in amongst the competition that was going on? Um. There was. Quite a, we didn't, sorry, we didn't get to mingle as much as we liked, but we'd just see people downstairs quite a lot yeah. in the big athlete area. And I guess then you know that you're actually part of something so much bigger as well, yeah. right? It wasn't just the hockey team, yeah. you're part of this wider New Zealand team. And the, the medal ceremonies, when they do the haka, that was pretty special. Yeah, what was it like when they welcomed you in? Because everyone got welcomed with a haka, right? Yes, yeah, it was cool. Um but it's probably more when people got a gold medal yeah. and they did the haka for them. That was pretty cool and made me want to get one even more. Yeah. Do you remember whose gold medal celebrations you were? We there watched for? the rowers. Nice. Yeah. And I think we saw Valerie's. Um, we'd try and watch most of them. So special, eh? Yeah. So special. Um, you mentioned these inspirational players that you're now playing with that you looked up to who are they who are the ones in your side that you used to think wow and now you're playing alongside most of the team (laughs) like from watching in past olympics olympics they were the like the stacy mickelson's samantha charlton's gussie smith's rose cadell's liz thompson like all of those (laughs) quite key players and even like Grace, playing with Grace is pretty cool. She's got so much knowledge to give and she's helped me so much over the last couple of years. That's so awesome. And, yeah, those players you mentioned are legendary in New Zealand hockey, aren't they? Um, Can we talk about off the field? So you're also studying at the same time, aren't you? You're at AUT? I graduated last year. Congratulations. Thank you. What did you graduate with? I I did sport management. Right. So what is it that you want to do with sport management? And how did you manage to do that at the same time as being at the turf all hours (laughs) of the night and day? I managed to get the first couple of years done when I was in development squad so there wasn't such of a demand on me because I wasn't in the main squad um, and then the last year we had lockdown so I managed to get a lot done during that thankfully but yeah. I had a really good um, she's called Jenny at AUT she 
helped me so much in my last year and I wouldn't have got the grades I did without her. So a lot of thanks goes out to her. And you were one of the amazing athletes that picked up a Prime Minister's scholarship as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? It honestly takes so much stress out of just financially, just being able to study and have the support is awesome. Where do you see yourself going in hockey? You've made it to the top. You're here. You're living your dream right now. You're about to go off to the World Cup and to the Commonwealth Games. How far do you want to go? What are your goals in the sport? I want to win a gold medal (laughs) with the team um, and be one of the best strikers in the world would probably be my goal. Um, And play for as long as I can. How, long, how are you feeling um, about your prospects, your team's prospects in the next couple of months with what you've got ahead of you? I'm really excited. Like I think we have a really good shot and we've been building over the last couple of months and so I think, I think it's going to be good. Tell us what makes this team tick. What is going to make this team successful? I think because we're all so close that that really helps us and most of us have come up through the age groups so we know when well, if things aren't going right, we know how to come out of it or we know how to lean on each other. And it's just little things like that that I think will help us in those high-pressure situations. Yeah. Um, is it quite cool as well? Like, this is a new era, isn't it, for women's hockey in this country? You've got co-captains, you've got a new coach, you've got all of these generational players coming through as well. Like, it's an exciting time. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm really looking forward to it and just showing New Zealand what we can do. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. Um, One other thing I wanted to talk to you about were the opportunities that come with hockey. Like, now that you're a black stick, you get get invited to things, you know. You're at the Wheatbix Triathlon. You get invited out onto Owen Glenn's boat for things. What has that been like? It's pretty crazy. It still doesn't, like, really sink in, but I'd grateful for every opportunity we get but um I don't see myself any different which is the that you're special (laughs) (laughs) um it's probably the kids coaching the kids the most that probably means the most because I looked up to a lot of those players growing up so I want to be able to give back to the kids what are the kids like around you when you're coaching them? Do they get nervous as well, like what you would have when you were younger? I'm not actually sure if they do. They hide it well. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do. I just try and make it fun and not so um, serious, yeah. just so they can actually just relax and concentrate and play. Very, very cool. Um, if we're to finish with one final thing, I've been asking everyone this, but what does it mean to be a black stick? Everything <laughs> to me. Um, it's so special to be able to play for your country doing the thing you love most. Um, so, yeah, I'll never take it for granted. So amazing. We honestly, after talking to you all, we just cannot wait to see you get out there. And I know that you will succeed and you will get that gold medal <laughs> at some stage in one of these major tournaments. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to have you listening to The Journey Begins here, an incredible podcast series with our Vantage Black Sticks hockey players. Hope Ralph, great story, great listening. Really hope you enjoyed that one. Subscribe now for free to ensure you do not miss the next episode with Brooke Roberts.